I'm just kidding. That didn't actually happen. I definitely hate it when I go into the doctor and he's like, you're septic. You're going to need these antibiotics. <laughs> and then he makes me buy something. Yeah, yeah. Just so I don't like, die. I feel like if you're for a prostate, ex- a prostate exam and the doctor tried to sell you like a plunger. I was going to say toilet paper. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Andrew, let's go. I'm going to put my pants back on when he's just, like, checking my throat glands. All right. Dead silent. Purple haze all in my brain. Acting funny, I don't feel the same. Acting funny. And I don't know why, excuse me, while I kiss this squire. It's the Squires Club. That's right, I'm Andrew Henry, and with me as always is Brian Lynn. Squires Club! Squires Club! Also got Brett Freeman here. So I've decided to start an internet rumor about S Club 7, and the S stands for Squires. Nice. <laughs> so relevant, thank you. We've also got Eric Nielsen over, and where are you joining us from today, Eric? Brian's house, Squires All Club. Right. Um, and we have Pat Tucky. Squiggy the Quobs. How you doing? Excellente. <laughs> Did yeah, you say well, Quobs? We've, uh, we've got a pretty awesome Squires Club for you today. We've got some exciting news. Uh, we have also some fantasy things going on uh, later in the show. But first of all, uh, where are my wizards at, everybody? Uh, let's start with you, Brad. What you been up to, nerd-wise? Uh, as you've seen coming into my condo recently, I've been playing a game on XBLA called Dust, an Elysian Tale. And it's basically your kind of a typical Metroidvania kind of ex- exploration RPG platformer game, and it's pretty damn cool. It's kind of like a mix of Yusagi Ojimbo and, I don't know, Metroid or something, but it's super fun. That's because you're like a crazy animal with a crazy sword. Yeah. That's what is going yeah, forward with that. Like What's- a... What's the meaning of the title, Dust? Uh, I don't know. It's the character's name. So. Oh, okay. It's because you uh, cool. do PCP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop! Lame joke alert! Lame joke alert! Whoop, whoop, whoop! I take all this dust, and then I think I'm an animal, and I go and fuck shit up. <laughs> and I've also been meaning to, uh, I don't know, have any guys ever read any uh, Steven Erickson? Yes. You have? I've yeah, tried. A- I've desperately tried. Is yeah. There- you know, it's not super exciting. It's like Vikings, but they're not real Vikings. They're fantasy Vikings. See, the main reason why I want to read him is because I learned that he was a, you know, anthropologist and archaeologist, and he's Canadian, so. Brett, have you ever read any of that shit, of his stuff? No. Man, no. it's it's like the most layered mythology you can imagine. It's it's heavy. You know what? You know, that's not even the most interesting thing about his books. Apparently, all his books are based on a GURPS campaign he started, like, when he was in high school. Sweet. That's not the most interesting thing at all. That's. I think the interesting thing is he used to do cultural resource management, and now he's a fantasy author. We yeah. so well together. Yeah. Did he ever do any dust? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like those books are going to be like just guys standing around in the woods a lot. <laughs> as far as my understanding of how. E- that either works. way, my my plan for murdering the- each other. <laughs> start reading uh, Gardens of the Moon, the first book in the series. Okay. So uh, what you been up to over there, Pat Tucky? Well, um, this is a bit of a tangent, I suppose, but uh, I discovered after a year of living in the same building that I live in, uh, I don't know why, but I always assumed I didn't have rooftop access, and it turns out that I do. I went up there a couple days ago, and I can get under the roof. So I figured that uh, that opens up a lot of superhero possibilities. Can you play Zelda from up there? Um. I, I suppose you could, although I was reading Walking Dead up there, which was uh, also pretty amazing. 
Just make sure uh, you don't do any dust while you're up there. It might end up badly. All right, let's not go to the well too many more times on that dust reference, guys. Uh, <laughs> just pull that one off. Just kill uh, it. In, in, other, in other news, uh, I, uh, I've been uh, doing some research on marine mammals lately, and so uh, that led me to reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Whales. <laughs> good, good book. A little heavy-handed at parts, but... Because of all the spanking, or... Yeah, I, I actually actually read the Wikipedia article uh, for uh, you know the plot of Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, spoiler alert, dumbest book ever. <laughs> yeah, I've read um, huge chunks of that one. Uh, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of raunchy sex. I'm amazed they put it like on the shelves next to just general fiction. Should be in the Naughty Man section of the bookstore. I'm gonna be honest about it. Also, it's really crappy. Um, Eric, where are my wizards at with you? I'm still working through Goliath, which is the third uh, Westerfield book. In okay, if this is the thing you said for the last two weeks. I know I wasn't here, but like, I maybe I maybe uh, mentioned it the last two weeks. But, but you you listen to the podcast, right, Andrew? <laughs> like you're the host, and you uh, you kept on top of things, right? I'm not on it. I barely even listen to you guys when I'm on the show doing <laughs> it. So you didn't hear my masterful uh, take on last week's podcast, then? I'm afraid I not. I was excellent on it. Really? No, I was not. It. <laughs> I bet you guys were great. I thought you were great, Brett. Brett, Brett appeared. Brett, Brett co- uh, connected to us via text. Yeah, that worked out. <laughs> uh, anyway, pro- proceed, Eric. Oh yeah, it's it's still good, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I, <laughs> I really like it. It's got like it's a pretty good steampunk, and it has some really nice sort of historical fiction kind of moments where they talk about revolutions in turkey and mexico so any listeners out there who like political history i recommend Ooh, actually i'm gonna skip brian's turn and go straight to me um because <laughs> i picked up a bunch of really great books including uh one which the sequel is just coming up but i'm reading the first one called wolf hall awesome historical fiction um mostly about henry the eighth's kind of right hand man or as you guys would call him the hand of the king right see what i like no okay um, I would go with Red Is this like fan fiction for Game of Thrones? No, this is like fan fiction for British uh, history. Um, so it's King Henry VIII, who's famous for being like kind of a spoiled Joffrey esque, kind of like fat ass. Like he just wants hot young wives and doesn't really care about anything. He's this lazy fucker. Um, so his right hand man kind of has to run the kingdom and uh, handle all the like evil other guys in the court who are keep trying to usurp his position and everything it's really really awesome uh historical lots of envoys to dorn and as well i wish nathan taylor was here because i'm finally reading perdido street station that he said changed the way he looks at fantasy books i think it's not quite that good but it's uh it's pretty darn good for a fantasy world where the only thing that's not completely crazy made up is just humans it's the only what's that about um, it's about this, uh, crazy steampunkish city and, uh, this kind of super smart scientist type guy is, uh, accidentally unleashes these horrible moths that eat people's dreams or they eat your sentience, I guess. And then, uh, like he's going to kill the city and you can't kill the moths because like they're not technically real. It's fucked up. Oh, it's, it's the matrix. Yeah, a little bit. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, what you been doing? Uh, I uh, I started playing Deuce X uh, Human Revolution again. 
Uh, and that game, so like in this game, you're the cyborg. You make these hard choices, like uh, you know, you have to really deal with the ethics of whether you're going to be really good at like punching people or like really good at hacking computers. And I keep on making the wrong decisions. So but basically, I always end up in these weird situations where I have like two bullets and I have to kill like twenty dudes. So, so you're you're, you're as bad as the game as you were the last time I saw you play. I'm basically in the exact same. Like Brett came over and visited me about. Uh, almost a year ago and I'm almost exactly in the same spot that I was before but I love the sound of my voice because I sound like this and uh, yeah I highly recommend it for people who just love like futile games kind of like playing the the hardest level of Tetris over and over and over again Uh, oh cool the game's brilliant I loved it it wonderful game very beautiful and uh, I think it was made in Quebec I think it was made by commies yeah it's the Montreal studios the IDOS (laughs) (laughs) It's I don't know one of you guys, is, one group of you is talking about Tetris and the other one's talking about this. <laughs> yeah, those Russians in Montreal. Also, I've, I've started playing... Um, they lost Tetris in, play- in the 60s to take over our cities. <laughs> yeah, Tetris. Tetri- I've started playing uh, Secret of Mana, Tetri- which is a pretty fun game. Uh, awesome. It's basically, as far as I can tell, it's just like Zelda, uh, except you have to count to like 10 before you can use your sword again. But it's been pretty fun so far, and i got a friend with me now. And I'm looking forward to trying to get my wife to play it with me. But uh, so far, I've been unsuccessful. And that's where my uh, dragon at. Damn, pretty good one, Brian, actually. Um, so from there, uh, we're going to move right on to uh, Fantasy Update. Uh, we got a bunch of news stories, which I'm going to kind of let the group uh, throw them up. Brett, I think you wanted to uh, take the one about Rob Liefeld, right? Yeah, so I guess the basic story is that Liefeld's been working on the... DC's new 52, or what, or it's been about a year since that launched, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah, and he's yeah. now left the uh, <laughs> DC uh, over, you know, this idea that he's preserving his sanity or whatever, yeah. but but Andrew and I spent a good few minutes looking at some, a few sites that have some of the worst Rob Liefeld drawings known to man. A wide pool to choose from, by the way. Yeah, there's about 80 of them, and I just gotta say... Rob Liefeld is crap. Who cares about the story? Good, he's leaving. Whatever, <laughs> guys. You guys, Eric is chomping at the bit here. You guys, you guys are destroying his childhood. I'm humbly, humbly agreeing. Yeah, like was he using you know DC's personal monies to pay, or using the monies he was getting to pay for personal shit, or was he doing stupid stuff again? Yeah. I don't know, like he did with Image. I mean, the guys, the guys, a tool. Like whatever, he's Rob Liefeld sucks. He's not just a tool. He's a, a giant tool that takes. Four hands to hold up with a bunch of glowy red lights and, like, pipes sticking out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, take that, Rob. Like crappy guns he draws. Yeah, he's the worst. And he can't draw. <laughs> Ooh, burn. And, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what this means for the new 52. I've read. Well, it means it'll get slightly better. Uh, I mean, I've read a bit of Animal Man and a bit of Swamp Thing, and that's about it. So, I mean, I don't really care too much about DC, so... Well, apparently, apparently Grant Morrison is leaving Action Comics as well, so I don't know how DC is going to survive Grant Morrison and Rob Liefeld leaving at the same time. Man, that's like the only two people that people know who write comics. Mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane's going to have to swing in <laughs> slack. He's coming out of retirement to save the new 52. Well, yeah. He's been too busy, like, making his uh, sexy fairy tale figurines or whatever he does. Oh, those are so disturbing. So the end of the day, Rob Lightfield sucks. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, what else we got in news here for us? Uh, I'm really excited with this one news story. Uh, so and I saw this on FARC.com, but the, uh, the sfx.co.uk uh, ranked the top 10 redheads in sci-fi and fantasy. So it had some pretty 
common uh, people had, uh, and I can't actually remember any of them. Baron Arconin. Do you think do you think Jillian Anderson is number one? Woo! She's number she she's number two. I know she should have been number one. You guys okay? Did anybody else uh, click on this? Yeah, I, I, I read it. It's like the stupidest fucking thing. Did you guys see who's number one? Yeah. The Weasleys? They should have been the top ten. Well, they should be like the bottom million or whatever. Yeah. I would have taken, you know, like our, our friend of the show, Skip, she wrote it and suggested Sting from Dune, yeah. which I think would have been like a much better choice than the Weasleys. Apparently the Weasleys are also number one contenders for uh, Time's Person of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my news story. I, I thought it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, you can check it out. Just Google SFX and then like top ten redheads. Um, I'm trying to think I, of, I think it was Red Sonia on that list. I don't. If she no. she wasn't, she should have. No. Yow. Yow. Maybe uh, or, uh, Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> yeah, Clifford. <laughs> Red Sonia, by the way, is an awesome movie. There's so many crazy, huge animatronic monsters that like Arnold Schwarzenegger wrestles with in a tank of water. If you love that kind of thing, and I do, it's worth a watch. Sweet. Um. Oh. Another news story I'm really excited about, actually, not ironically, is a new Red Dwarf season coming up. Yeah. Oh, man, that should be pretty good, actually. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows. Um, it's the reason I watch Coronation Street right now. Uh, I really wish we had Skip for this. She could back me up. So, yeah, fresh from Coronation Street, this guy, like a multiple accused rapist, is now doing his uh, Red Dwarf season 10 for the last time, I think. It'll probably be the last one. Uh, do you guys care about Red Dwarf at all? Am I the only one? I no, I used I'm to, trying to care. I used to really well, like Red Dwarf when yeah. I was young, but then, like, they, they went, like, on a 20-year hiatus, and now they're trying to, like, pick up, like, nothing's changed, but it's been, like, 20 years. I love it. I rewatched the entire series, like, last year, and I've read, I think, the first Brett Naylor book, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like, you know, like, if you went... You know, it's like going to go going to see like say uh, Van Halen. They're all like fat, or you know, it's going to see Van Halen. All that, all that's left is the fat bass player. Yeah, except they replaced the fat bass player. He's the only one you can't see now. Yeah, no. that's right. the only that's the only guy I would be paying money to go see. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I would want to see them though. Like David Lee Roth doesn't even have hair anymore. No, that's true, and he can't scream either. Although that new album is pretty good, by the way. But it, don't worry, the bass player is now in Chicken Foot with Sammy Hagar, the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, Joe Satriani. So <laughs> basically, the, the worst rock. Oh, man, that would have been like huge news in Guitar World about 30 years ago. Yeah, you should get a Yngwie Mouse theme in there, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Fucking... Or they should just get the rest of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and then actually make the worst band in rock history. Boom! Next up on news list, what else have we got, Brian? Uh, okay, Eric, uh, what story did you pick? I picked the Liefeld one, just because he has such a special place in my heart. But everyone you know, hates him. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not definitely not gonna redo it. <laughs> but I did find on some other news, which is slightly, well, actually, completely non-science fiction fantasy, that they just dug up some cool mummies in Mexico City. Did you see this, Brett? No, I haven't yet. Tell me about it. There was some Aztec nobility was like unearthed in. Um, I guess, what's the city that Mexico City used to be? Uh, ago? Barcelona? Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan, yeah. yeah. And they, so it's a woman, and they figure that she was sacrificed with, like, oh. I don't know, 20 slaves or something. And she, it's like the first evidence of Aztec nobility they found. Those guys really love their continents, didn't they? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awesome. I went to the big uh, ceremonial center there in Mexico City when I was there a few months back, and it's actually pretty cool. It's, like, kind of un- harshly uh, excavated underneath, you know, several centuries of contemporary Mexico City being built on top of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the article that I, that I saw, like, it was a little newsreel uh, on Al Jazeera. The, the, the head archaeologist was like, it's really hard excavating in Mexico City because there's just a shitload of other infrastructure in the way. It's like that or probably doing something in Rome would be, you know, similar equivalent. Yeah. Although there's probably far less regulations and restrictions hindering excavations in Mexico City. Just use explosives on apartment blocks. (laughs) Not to mention 50 bucks never buy you so much weed. Way better place to work. I hear. I've never been to Mexico and I don't want to go because... um, I love Mexico. It's awesome. It's, you know, this seems like there might be a lot of Mexicans. See, see, see. Senor Henry is loco. Espectacular. Senor President. Whoop, 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 whoop. Lame joke alert. You mean the one that I'm about to say? <laughs> the, here's it's another news item. We're, we're covering, uh, we're not actually just covering science fiction, also science fact from that last one. We should get more of those. Archaeological stories, Brett. That's we, did, we did a few of them whilst you were gone, Andrew. All right. Oh, darn. So, Pat, Pat, did you pick out a story? I sure did. Star Wars detours. Lame. <laughs> that oh, was yeah, pretty tell lame. us about that one. I hate hungry chickens, so it doesn't surprise me that I hated what they did with Star Wars. You mean robot chicken? I love hungry chicken. <laughs> your national high five. <laughs> anyway, why, why, the, why the hell would Lucas like license like Star Wars? I mean... That just looks so terrible. Did you guys watch that? Yeah, I watched it. It was brutal. Like, did you, there's, like, Akbar jumping around trying to, like, you know, like, obviously they're trying to tell a funny story about how he came up with the phrase, it's a trap. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's trying out different words. He's going, oh, it's a sardine can. It's a laptop. It's a Brett Freeman. Oh, and terrible. It was just, yeah, it was funny. And then he finally says it, and I think it's supposed to be funny when he finally realizes it, but it's pretty fucking stupid. Sounds like the writers for this show were, like, guys that we rejected from being on our show. Like, just the bottom of the nerd barrel has come out with this. The problem is that people keep letting Seth Green do stuff. Yeah, I agree. Well, he's no Jay Baruchel. Are you eating something? <laughs> you are, aren't you? I'm from Fresco. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, right, Pat, don't talk about Jay Baruchel while you're eating Triscuits. Yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> Please hit the Triscuit button on your mic if you think you have Triscuits in your mouth when you guys are talking on our podcast. Wow. All right, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll mute out during Triscuit. Time. Pat, you, Pat, you better have brought enough Triscuits for all. all, all. <laughs> This actually does nothing to affect the quality of our broadcasting skills. I think. Quality. It's, yeah. Not a word we use to describe it. Um, and some some more news. Uh, Wachowskis apparently are going to direct the new Justice League movie. Hey, do you remember when they used to be called the Wachowski Brothers? <laughs> yeah, no, one of those called like, Lana now, I noticed. Yeah, what happened? Uh, it became a lady. Ah, funny. Man, that must have been weird uh, for Keanu doing that, like you know, becoming slowly more attracted to one of your directors over time. Whoa. 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 R rating. 
Hey, can anyone name another movie aside from that one other one and the, the trilogy that they've done? Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Which was not bad. I like v for Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't direct V for Vendetta, did they? Yeah. I thought they just produced it. Oh, I thought they directed it. They might have directed it. I think they directed it. They I put, forgot about V for Vendetta. That they put Elrond did it and everything. Yeah, and I guess the better question is, like, what's a movie that Hugo Weaving was in that the Wachowskis, Wachowskis didn't direct? Oh, dude, he was in Lord of the Rings. In the desert. Okay. It was fabulous. <laughs> that movie's so fabulous. Sorry, I, I cut off Pat there. Pat, what were you gonna say? <clears throat> Nothing. <laughs> you you related noise podcast, Pat. And so finally, some sad news. Uh, Jerry Nelson, the uh, original performer of the Count, as in the Count from Sesame Street. He loves to count. Things. Not not count Chocula. No, not uh, not any of the other counts. Not Chocula. Not Dracula. Not um, Monte Cristo, or <laughs> or Crisco. Just the count. Um, he was also a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, I think he was Rizzo maybe for a while. I think. Oh, he's Rizzo. I love Wu Tang. No, no, no. The Rat, the Muppet uh, Rat. Although, did you guys see that Riza has directed a movie that's coming out right away? A is it, kung is it, fu epic? Is it Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai Two? No, it's like some ancient Chinese uh, crazy weapon fighting thing. Like it sounds like the lyrics to every one of the Wu Tang Clan songs nice. that aren't about black people shooting each other. Awkward. Awkward. So yeah, rest in peace, Jerry Nelson. One. Speaking dead of body. speaking of. Dead old people. <laughs> our last story is that uh, our favorite guy of the podcast, George R. R. Martin, made uh, fifty million dollars last year. Oh, we missed that one. Is that a, that's fucking a lot of money? Thirty-five, thirty-five million. No, fifteen. Was it fifteen? Uh, I, I don't know. That could be a typo. I, I feel like that's low, though. You know, like he made all that. You know, they. I feel like he should have made more, like off his, uh, you know, off like the mugs and stuff. But How much money do you really need to watch football? Like these are the after pizza numbers, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, James Patterson was number one. I thought that was interesting, but he he also has like a, he, he co-writes like tons of books, so that's probably why. How are they measuring this list? Uh, by dollars. Yeah, yeah, but like I would imagine that someone who owns something like a Pizza Hut or a well, oh, <laughs> Mr. Pizza, yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or, or, or an Apple. They would Charles make more. Hutt. Charles Hutt. Charles P. Hutt. Man, I would have thought J.K. Rowling or, uh, would have been way up in front. Yeah, she, well, she was, no, yeah, she was only, like, maybe number 10, I think. We all, we all clicked on the link, right, and looked at it. <laughs> yeah, all I got was a picture of George R. R. Martin. So. I know, and I, that's as far as I ever get before I just get too excited. <laughs> Rowling just lost her own... Online store though, right? So, so next year's numbers should bump. Yeah, I wonder. Like, how do how do Forbes even get their numbers for these people? Like, is this stuff public knowledge, or do they just have to ask them and take their word? No, I think it? they phone hack. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done nowadays. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, so fair enough. Um, so we're gonna move along to our uh, next segment. Uh, this is a little tragic. We've noticed that there's been lots of dying things. Uh, I myself have been house sitting. And I've seen basically the only dead species I haven't seen is a man. And I'm not even sure about that because there's been a lot of guys packed out on their benches on the way to work. Some of them could have actually been dead. Um, they, they never make the news, right? Just dead hobos, as far as I know. So we're going to talk about our 
character deaths in any fiction, uh, books, TV, movies, even video games. Uh, uh, so what do you guys got this week? You can have more than one, by the way. Who wants to start us off here? I'm I'll go. Okay, Pat. Yeah, I've got two. <clears throat> My two favorite character deaths <clears throat> in science fiction and fantasy are Tashi Yar from TNG. Whoa. Whoa, good one. I thought that uh, I liked it because um, it, was, it was emotional and she had like hooked up with Data, but it was also time for her to go. It was just her character had played herself out. So that was good. Like seven episodes or whatever, half season? Yeah, I don't know. I got, I got enough for her. I got enough for her. And then, uh, and besides, we needed more. We needed more space to explore. Uh, you know, uh, Crusher and Troy and those kind of things. And uh, my second favorite death, uh, who I'm not There's stealing this from anyone. Kill one of them. <laughs> <laughs> my second favorite death, uh, Yoda, uh, classic. Uh, just an all-around good, good, good death. Good old death. Yeah, good death. Good one. All right, so uh, I got a, I got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a couple. Um, two, two of my favorite deaths. Looks so good. The first, a little less serious, would have to be the uh, the, the the toilet death scene from Jurassic Park with the lawyer. Oh, <laughs> oh good one. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, it made me giggle a little. And uh, I love him like slurping down his arm like a spaghetti syrup. That was awesome. <laughs> no, a little more serious note. I love the uh, Rutger Hauer. What's his name? Yeah, Rutger Hauer performance. Oh, yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Awesome. When what, 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 when the lady when the lady in the underwear dies? No, when he dies, he's like the main. What's his name? Batty, baby. Number six. Didn't he have a name though? Uh, probably. I can't Rutger. remember. Something like that. His name is Blade Runner, I thought. Yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah. Doctor. So Blade Runner. Yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck it. It's good. No, he was great. That speech got sampled a lot in old house songs. Yeah. I've seen stars exploding over something, something. One of those, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, like, way more German and shirtless. Not that that's a thing. Okay, Brian. Who's your favorite dead guys? Um, I could I can only think of like two. Uh, they're both from the D and D books. Uh, my the first is Zach Nafian Duerden, who's like Driz. Uh, I think it was like his father or something. He like trained. Okay, Driz Duerden, you know the famous dark elf who grew up in the yeah. uh, Underdark. I've read those. Rose up, uh, rose up above it. Oh, what's that? Dual scimitars. Yeah, dual scimitars. He became a ranger. Uh, he had like this sort of father figure, and the father figure died, but then his like his wife, his ex girlfriend, ordered brought him back to life as a zombie and almost got him to kill Driz, but at the last second he threw himself into a pool of acid to save Driz's life. And I remember I as 11 years old or whatever, I was like, I used to, I don't know, you guys probably had to do this too. But my parents would get really mad at me if I like read past like 10 o'clock or whatever. So I had to like prop up pillows under my blanket and use a flashlight. And I remember like trying not to cry too loudly. Otherwise my parents would like uh, find out that I was reading at night. Actually, do you guys ever have those pillows that had, like, arms on it? I used to use that to sort of prop up the blanket. I'm sure they I do. I used to use them to uh, spoon with myself. <laughs> Not all, all of us are from the upper class. My pillows were strictly armless. <laughs> I just, Listen you, to the hippie over here I, talk about his armless pillows. I used my urine-soaked old T-shirt that was in the dungeon with me. 
And then uh, the my carcass of your sibling. My my other favorite death would have to be. Um, like- actually, I was going to talk about Tasselhoff die. He dies like two times or two or three times. But my favorite death would have to be um, uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, uh, where <laughs> oh, he yeah. like he pulls out the finger guns, gets killed by a bunch of like a uh, bunch of Vietnamese people or something. And then the last thing you hear is that like the you, the kid drives away in uh, Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino, and you hear Clint Eastwood on the radio singing Gran Torino, <laughs> Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Anyway, those are my two favorite deaths. <laughs> Did you know? Interesting. Uh, no, no ladies have died yet. Oh, I guess Pat picked Tashiar. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, that's yeah, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's kind of she's very masculine. No ladies outside of Pat. <laughs> Clint Eastwood is actually in a John Carter of Mars uh, as a cameo. He played the surface of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because he's really old and red and wrinkly. Never mind. Uh, the, his head has differential gravity than Earth's. <laughs> okay, Eric, you said you had a really good one that you were worried we were all going to pick. I thought I thought of two really obvious ones, and I'm not going to say them now. I oh, say them. Just say them. Just say them. You don't have to go let into me, Let me do my actual ones first. Okay. So, Brian, Brian made me think of a good one because it made me cry a lot. And oh, Jerry just, Nelson. He played just like a couple of years ago. <laughs> You're such a bastard, Brett. <laughs> so my number one pick is uh, Jake. Chambers from the final. Oh, this is a huge spoiler for probably lots of you, but the final Dark Tower book. Maybe yeah. it's only a spoiler if it's something we cared about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for if, for those of you who care, it's kind of a spoiler. But his death is really in, actually incredibly tragic and moving, and so I uh, that one sticks in my memory. And then the other one I thought of, which is even a little bit more obscure, is the Howler in the third Wild Cards book. <laughs> Which is because, and uh, I really like this one because it's basically the beginning of the Astronomer's Rampage, and anyone who's read the Wildcard books know that the third book is amazing. Where's Matt Boulding? Uh, and so, yeah, and when the Howler dies, it just, like, really is quite shocking, and especially the way he dies since he's doing it at the time. And now I can give you my really obvious ones if you guys want those ones too. Yes, I do, yeah, buddy. Go for it. So, Boromir, which I oh. think... Boring Amir. Yeah, boring Amir. No, that's a great one. Yeah, because I don't know. It's like it's it's really the only death in the Lord of the Rings that matters at all. I think it's yeah, probably the only death. Pretty much. And it's I don't know. It's just he's such a flawed character. So don't forget the pirate ghosts re dying. Yeah, and actually Boromir's dad dies too. But who gives a shit? Yeah. And, and then the other one I thought of that's really obvious is the pirate ghosts. <laughs> I with, with their ghost boners. <laughs> Gross boners. Eric, I hope Lame you're say, hope you're about to say Captain Kirk in uh, Star Trek Generations. Oh, that was deep. Bridge on the captain. Oh, that's an old joke. So many of these deaths, I just don't even know about. No, the final one I was going to say is is Dumbledore. You know, I was thinking nobody picked Hedwig. I kind of wish I'd picked Hedwig now, but uh, and the Angry Inch. No, no, like uh, Harry. Yes, yes, that one's more funnier than that. Now, an owl friend died. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Yeah, that was pretty tragic, buddy. It, uh, man, that whole sentence where that owl died really just ground that book to a halt for me. <laughs> I think they even mentioned it like once subsequently. Who, it was who, a big deal in that book. Who? That was, who? No, that's the most throwaway death in that whole book full of random dead characters. Who? Yeah, <laughs> my pick for this segment is just book seven of Harry Potter. Boom. Yeah. Have we, have we heard your death, deaths yet, Andrew? Can't remember. Oh, man. Uh, 
I'm going to totally go with um, my the coolest, my favorite on-screen death is uh, the robot monster, T-1000 in Terminator 2. Uh, that whole movie blew me away when I was a kid. I was only allowed to watch it in, like, half-part okay. increments because my dad wouldn't let me see the whole thing. It was a weird thing. I don't know what happened. But, yeah, he gets shot and then exploded and then frozen and remelted and then shot again and then dumped into lava, and he's squirming around the whole time like one of those uh, Hieronymus Bosch paintings. It's freaking awesome. And doesn't he give, like, the thumbs up at the end? Oh, that's the other one. Yeah. That's Arnold. <laughs> Arnold didn't squirm at all. He just went in with dignity. Thumbs up. That's, uh... You got another one? Oh, another death one? Yeah, the, the other one that really traumatized me was also from a movie, a Judge Doom from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, who's also the scariest villain. Another melting one. You really like melting. Oh, yeah, I guess it is another melting one. Yeah, the but, bad guy uh, from uh, Lost Ark. Yeah, it was yeah, just Jones. amazing. Even when he was dying, he was still horrifying. And, like, until he was actually 100% dead, it was... Like, in most movies, if you're scared of the bad guy, when he's on the way out and, like, going, no, dying, you feel safe at that point. But I didn't feel safe till he was actually gone with that one. So that was pretty awesome. Great deaths. None of them were particularly noble or self-sacrificing. I should have picked a protagonist, hey? Like you guys all did. No, uh, the villains are good. Way to think outside the box. Jesus! <laughs> okay. It was like... The I best know- villain of all. One of Ray Bradbury's uh, latest stories, last stories, uh, Fahrenheit 911. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, 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 poor Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Good callback to the first episode of Squires Club. That, oh, hey. that never aired. Nobody's ever heard that one, Andrew. Oh, good. Also in news, uh, Neil Armstrong died. Really? Yeah. Is this going to be a joke? No. He died. What? No, what? I thought his career died. Uh, I think of Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that cyclist that went to the moon? He had the testicular cancer, and he hey, died. Hey, Pat, down in the United States, what's the bigger story right now? Neil Armstrong dying or Lance Armstrong uh, not dying? Man, Neil Armstrong totally used performance enhancers to get to the moon. I think we all know that, guys. Wait, Pat, Pat, so what's the bigger story in the U.S.? Um, I think probably Neil, but uh, uh, Lance is pretty big, too. The the thing, uh, I, I heard a... Uh, what do you, Snopes, Snopes.com, like like rumors that are maybe true but maybe not. And it was that uh, the rumor was that uh, as Neil Armstrong was getting back onto the space craft that he used to get on the moon, and he, and and he said uh, he said, "Good luck, Mister. Hmm, what was the last name? Say it, say it, Smith." He goes, "Good luck, Mister Smith." And uh, <laughs> and the Snope rumor behind this was that uh, when Neil was growing up, uh, he and his brother were tossing around a baseball. And uh, the, and the and the ball landed near his neighbor Mr. Smith's window, and he went to pick it up, and he heard through the window uh, <laughs> Mrs. Smith saying, "A blowjob? Why, I'll, I'll give you a blowjob when Neil Armstrong goes to the moon." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I quickly closed the Snopes tab before I could read whether or not it was true, because I want to I want to live in a world where that's true. Oh man, I I bet that's apocryphal, but. Uh, I have seen this thing where they, uh, when they were held in quarantine in Hawaii because they were still scared, like, those guys would catch something from the moon. Uh, when they were in quarantine, they had to fill out a customs report, uh, which they did because they had, like, three months of nothing fun to do. So, they, yeah, you can still see copies of, like, 
like them immigrating from the moon and filling out like declaring what they brought with them, which was rocks. It's pretty funny for 1969, I guess. I also uh, read a story on, I think it was Boing Boing, where they were, uh, someone had interviewed Neil Armstrong. On a bouncy castle. Yes, on a bouncy castle. And I guess one of his reoccurring nightmares was that he'd get back onto the moon lander and, like, you know, press the ignition button and it just wouldn't start. So he was, like, he was dreaming about that for years before doing the moon mission. Oh, my God. Man, that would be scary as hell. I what what you, would you uh, do in that situation? Die? Well, I mean, before you died. Uh, like, push this random buttons and make cool shit happen? Like, yeah, get out, get out and fish I would it. try to yeah. um, write something on the moon with my remaining time as big as possible. Like peeing in the snow? Guy, yeah. when, guys, guys, wouldn't when, when you jerk off? In outer space? That's maybe. one small... For you, doesn't it? for man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, weird, it's weird that women are never on our show anymore, but... Yeah, we're, we're hey, go figure. It's it's not weird. I think it's weird that we ever got one on to begin with. Speaking of Jenna, do we do we have a uh, any um, you know messages? Yes, we have a question from a from an anonymous uh, listener. Uh, <clears throat> oh man, my I just got a frog in my throat. Okay, dear Squires Club, I have a question for your episode tonight. Uh, and uh, this uh, nice uh, listener was so kind that uh, the letter was addressed to uh, the proper Squires Club email. Dragonsahoy at gmail.com. Good. Anyway, the, the question is if you could only read one series for the rest of your life, would you choose Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter? And or why? You... Have a fun episode. See you later tonight, sweetie. Love, Jenna. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, good talking to you guys. <laughs> love, love the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I think that would have been a lot better if she like just yelled it from the stairs or something. <laughs> Let's All try right. to organize that next time. So let's hopefully can we are allowed to pick a fourth option? Sure. Yeah. No. I was, let's open it. Let's open up the field to the human cognizance. Awesome, Eric. Let's start with you on this one, if you want. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. I'd have to go with probably. Yeah. Wild cards. <laughs> really? <laughs> it never fails. <laughs> I well. like. I like. Reading as though I'm 14 years old again. It's good t- good times. So, uh, how many books are there in the Wild Card series? Like 10? 20 something. 23. Yeah, there's more coming out now, too. All right, w- what is this Wild Cards, Eric? Oh, George R. R. Martin update. <laughs> uh, you go, put, Brian, hit the George R. R. Martin theme music. No, 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 no. I'm George. Uh, oh, I thought it was more like this. Was that Pat or you? George Hartmart. Is there any questions? I'm working on that next book. Uh, I'll finish the next book when Neil Armstrong gets up on the moon. I have a full airtight alibi. I'm not going to finish my next book until Neil Armstrong goes back to the moon. That could probably be arranged. I think we should bury him up there, honestly. Why? Because he deserves it. Why not? Because he, uh, he, he was on the set of a fake moon landing. He gets to actually go to the moon finally. 
Oh, Brian, that's uncharitable. I'm just kidding. No, I'm sure he's a good dude who, like, won lots of Tour de France uh, competitions. What kind of commie are you if moon landing is faked? Even the Reds never said that. They didn't. That's such mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's only crazy Americans who think it was faked. Like, I don't know where that comes from. Mm. Next thing you're going to mm. tell me is that the Holocaust was real. Come on, Brian. Show <laughs> <Get with> the <laughs> program. <laughs> I'm not touching that. You heard it here fo- first, folks. <laughs> Next thing you're real and is that Jerry Nelson didn't actually know how to count. Like, what's what's going on? <laughs> Counts past ten if you listen to that show. Touche. Like he stops and he does it really slow. I don't think he's actually very good at counting. But we've uh, drifted off topic. Um, Pat Tucky, do you have a choice in your Desert Island Fantasy Series or Desert Planet Fantasy Series? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would, I've, I believe I've read all those series, so, um, you know, I would want to take something new with me. I, maybe, maybe the encyclopedia. Ooh. Good yeah, depending on where you were, that could really come in handy. Would you, t- would you take, perhaps, Uncarta? <laughs> you guys Actually, remember, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I would take those how-to books. You remember, like, they were, like, similar to encyclopedias, but they were, like, full of activities for, like, you know, children to keep themselves occupied. And I remember uh, my, my friend Rob had one, and, and it showed how to, how to make a fort out of materials found only in your own home. How about how to escape and, a desert island for dummies? Sure yeah, that would be a good one. That exists. Oh, the Fort Dummies series. That's what, yeah, okay, that's my pick. Yeah. A lot of firewood in that one, for sure. Uh, or, and toilet paper. Like, you, there's a lot of volumes. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick some kind of programming manual, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, I'm going to go way, 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 way off the board. Yeah. And I'm going to pick the my favorite series of all time. Uh, Change Methodical's entire catalog. Including, <laughs> woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! including the unreleased it. album uh, Inventing Invisible. Which uh-huh. is, uh, uh, you know, has, has like this famous song which I dedicated to Raj Panu one time. I mean, uh, wh- I heard the bass player dedicated to Raj Panu one that time. That song's not on Inventing Invisible. Whatever. Uh, you can find us on uh, uh, bandcamp.com under Change Methodical. anywhere because I buried all those band members in the desert. Okay, my- no, but seriously, my favorite series that I would pick would be ElfQuest, which is uh, this amazing fantasy story about these elves who are struggling to survive on a violent planet. They bond with wolves. Uh, they, you know, when they mate, they mate for life. Uh, back before, probably about 20 years before I even ever had a girlfriend, I used to, you know, hope that one day I would mate for life with an elf. And uh, I can't say enough good things about Elf Quest. I think everybody should read it. Man, you pretty much have. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> to Skywise! Now let's, now let's all have some dream berries and <laughs> sit back on the couch. Uh... <laughs> Delicious. Now that we've made it for life and bonded with these wolves, let's sit on the couch. <laughs> Wait, made for life and bond with wolves? Ah, I knew I was getting the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get those mixed up. No oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to introduce uh, the ElfQuest books to my son and have him tell me it's the stupidest shit he's ever read in his life. I can't wait to introduce this podcast to your son. No, <laughs> I've already decided not to introduce it to my son. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe he'll be on it, you know, because this podcast will obviously still be running. Yeah, Brian, you give him his first boner from a comic. Think how excited you'll be. <laughs> what? Ghost boner. Find us from Bone. No pun intended. That'd be a good series to have on the island, actually. It would be. 
But uh, I would pick something different. But uh, So what would you pick, Andrew? Um, well, if it was actually Desert Island, I might go with, believe it or not, Patrick O'Brien, which is even farther off the hook. The Master Commander series, so effing good. Yes. I actually, I love those. I found out it was Jane Austen for men, so now I can't hate on Jane Austen as much as I used to <laughs> before. It basically is, with more goat sodomy on it. And hopefully you'll have, like, instructions, because I know we get stuck on a desert island, like, every fourth And there's lots of Russell Crowe in there. Oh, I wish. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably... If I was going to bring a celebrity, I, he would not be my first pick, unless I really had to fight someone on the island. Then I might take him. Or Oscar de la Hoya. But, yeah, if we're talking strictly fantasy, um, I'm a big fan of those Scott Lynch books, which the third one should be coming out. So if those were ever complete and they stay as good as they have been, I might take those over any sci-fi fantasy uh, other ones out there. Uh, let's hear well, for survival purposes, I'd take Dune, and then I'd learn how to, like, create a... <laughs> uh, isn't that just drinking your own pee, basically? Yes. And it's a, a water world, you know, yeah. Costner. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my all-time favorite series, but, you know, longevity-wise, you know, I can only read them so many times. I've gone through the series a couple times, so I'd probably have to go with the uh, Lovecraft uh, Cthulhu mythos. Oh, yeah, you can keep going back to those. Oh, yeah, I've read those dozens of times. Never actually gotten into them too much. It's awesome. It's like technical gods eating civilization. Yeah, time, I mean, right? Lovecraft is very much an early 20th century author. He's, you know, kind of in the line of Poe Yeah, and those guys. It's very verbose. You know, it's a little dry at times, but... Would you say it's a Lovecraftian? <laughs> little Lovecraftian, but more Poeian at times. I, th- I thought he ripped off a lot of uh, the Lock and Key series, though. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I, you know, I like I like Cthulhu a lot better when it was called um, uh, Young Blood by Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, lame joke alert! Woo! Yeah, so that, that'd be my pick, or maybe Hitchhikers, but there's just not enough Hitchhikers. So, yeah, really are... the trick would be to pick the longest series. Possible. Oh yeah, no, but yeah, Wheel of Time. Yeah, well, please. <laughs> Fuck that again! I could never get through. You could... The wheel weaves is the wheel weaves. The wheel weaves is the wheel weaves. Wills. Wills. Wills Whedon. Yeah, he's off. Just sucks. I'm so glad he's dead. I was hoping the book series would die with him. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a horrible thing to say, I know, but, like... Yeah. I don't want to say he deserved to die for You, you know, I, I once said that about Roy Orbison when I was 10 years old. Oh. Turns out I actually like Roy Orbison. There you go, Andrew. You might end up liking yeah. the wheel. One of day. One day, they'll be like these, you know, yeah. the super authors will combine into like the Traveling Wilburys of... Could be, oh, yeah. man, what would be, the, what would be the, the fantasy version of the Traveling Wilburys? It'd be like uh, uh, Ari Salvatore, yeah. uh, Margaret Weiss, and Tracy Hicks. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Steve Jackson from like remember those like books those choose your own adventure books, oh, yeah. and uh, clearly it, it would also include uh, the the more the retard who wrote uh, Count Benicula. Dude, that's not a traveling wilderness. That's like the X Force judges of fantasy. No, no, leftover hacks. I think it'd be like Gene Wolfe, Heinlein, Asimov. Yeah, all the angry ones. That's, those are all science fiction. Shut it. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> and Clark. I, I would actually read that. 
Whereas I would never, like, maybe if I was in a in a nasty car accident, like if I was hit by a car and, and dragged underneath. Guys, guys, guys. And, like, hit my head on something, I could be like, Gabby, Wheel of Time, I want to read it again. Like, it would, it would take severe brain damage. You know what I'm saying? No. In that offensive voice. That usually is universal for, never mind. But, yeah, Wheel of Time sucks. You heard it here, folks. First, everybody. We missed our uh, window of Nathan Tunity there. Oh, uh, I'm calling right now. He's not answering. Oh. Yeah, he knows we're recording. Well, he's, he probably, knows- he's probably at work right now. But it says he's online. Hey, is my brother online too? Maybe I can get my brother to go smack him. Oh, he just went offline. Oh. Oh, well. They're doing their other podcast without us, obviously. Well. Uh, that's too bad. Um, Actually, I changed my answer to the. Uh, the greatest sci-fi epic ever written, um, Dinosaur Comics. Quats.com. <laughs> it's good for all the pooping you'll be doing in the desert island yeah. with your, you know, coconut diet yep. you'll have to do. That's not good for you long-term, by the way. You know, but it's delicious. Try to mix it up with some crabs. <laughs> crabs are tasty. I think we all know that. Well, I, uh, I think that more or less wraps it up with our uh, Squires Club for this week. Um, I want to thank you for listening, our noble viewer, and I do mean that in the singular. And I also want to thank everyone for coming on again with us. Thanks to Brian, Brett, Pat, and Eric for being here. That's it for Squires Club. We'll see you next time. Woo! Squires Club! Squires Club. Winnie, got change methodical! No more change methodical club. Here's, here's my joke. You guys never picked up on it. My joke was I was going to go whoop, 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 lame joke alert. And, like, when are you guys are supposed to call me on, okay, on the fact that my, all of my jokes are lame? Okay. And then I was going to say, no, 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 I've been working undercover. I don't get it. Ah. <laughs> wow, that's like a, a double lame joke. You, it's practically zen, Brian. That's amazing. How do you do that? Pat, 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 Pat I, I texted it to Pat yesterday, and he wrote back, ha, 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 so I assumed it was really funny.